Hey everyone, and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. And today we are talking about how you are your own shaman. All of us have the ability to empower ourselves with the values and characteristics of a shaman in our everyday lives. And, you know, this topic has probably been already spoken about by somebody out there. Um, It came to me organically as I was kind of doing some everyday human things, and it just made me think about how we can use the aspects of shamanism in our everyday lives to empower us and to truly create the reality that we want for ourselves, for other people, and for our world, especially right now in these incredible and uh, challenging times. So I'm super excited to dive deep with you guys. It's been a while for sure, but first we're going to hear from our sponsors. All right, let's hop right into it. So what, what am I talking about here that we can all be our own shaman? Uh, hey, Aya, don't you need like a uh, specific training? And don't you need to like come from a lineage and all of these things with shamanism? And to be honest, you know, that is definitely a part of the factors, you know, like cultural aspects different types of shamanism, um, and there is um, many, many, many types of shamanism. And we're definitely not attempting to disrespect any, you know, um, cultural um, uh, contributions, you know, who people are and what they've done for this world. This is not what this talk is about at all. Um, I'm more so dissecting the cross-cultural themes of shamanism and attempting to almost compare them to western values and i guess another part of me too is attempting to demystify shamanism because i think a lot of people sit here and think like shamanism is this this thing that's outside of them and they can't obtain it Um, When really shamanism is all about, um, it's about power, right? But not the type of egotistical power um, that's driven in Western culture. It's, It's an empowering, it's empowerment. It's finding that truth within yourself with the help and the support of your inner guidance, which is fueled by the support of your spirit guides, Mother Earth, the universal creator. It all comes from a knowingness that everything is connected through and through. Whether you can see it or not, shamanism is certainly a set of beliefs, right? So um, it is It is derived from, uh, and it, depending on what type of shamanism you're Uh, alluding to the type of shamanism I have naturally gravitated towards. Um, And I can't say I've been specifically, you know, trained in one pure practice. But how I was introduced was through the Institute of Shamanic Arts here in Tucson, Arizona by a lovely um, woman who runs it, her name's Quinn and she goes by Quinn Red Mountain. And she has basically taught many, many people under her, you know, how to use 
you know, animism, that's kind of what they go by now, um, animism and shamanism, and basically to empower themselves through a practice of shamanic drum journeying, you know, so that is the practice that I have been able to utilize to tap into these deeper states of consciousness, this deeper state of knowing, so on and so forth. Other types of shamanism use different practices. Um, Another type of practice, as you guys are very well aware, I mean, before I ever knew what ayahuasca was, I knew what drum journeying was. I knew what, like, I knew how to connect with these other aspects of myself. Um, And as a person who's heavily studied psychology, I was incredibly interested how like another culture has literally found a way to basically um, bypass a lot of the <laughs> egotistical psychology that therapy sometimes spends years and years in. And we're getting better at that. Um, I think we're at a place, I personally believe in my most humble opinion, that we're understanding by using all of these practices we can create a more integrative and holistic uh, outcome for any given situation, whether it's trauma, whether it's addiction, whether it's anything. Um, And really the person that's being the center of what they need is the person who is um, receiving the help. So I'm I'm going on some tangents here. So shamanism um, has been around for many, many, many years, and it runs through so many different cultures. Um, I'm honestly not a history expert on it, um, but just understand that, you know, um, it's a way to practice, you know, community. It's a way to practice um, overcoming um, adversity. It's a way of practicing um, an, your ability to connect with a higher state of consciousness. Um, and so the one thing that makes shamanism shamanism is the ability to enter what is known an altered state of consciousness or a trance. And so this is very intentional. Um, In psychology, we often enter different states of consciousness um, unwillingly, um, involuntarily. For example, dissociation, right? Or when we're really stressed or, um, you know, these, these ways of life that aren't always advantageous but have been adaptations from things we've been through or just how we are wired um, for a season in our lives. So with shamanism, it's it's the practice of being extremely intentional, intentional about this altered state of consciousness. Um, the shaman learns how to dip into this state and um, becomes very like becomes a practitioner of this, and that's where he or she or they learn how to um, navigate these different worlds, essentially. Um, and worlds meaning different states of consciousness, because if you think about it, perception and what we believe is everything. So if you don't believe in shamanism and like you don't think this is possible, like that's that's probably um, the end of your shamanic career, right? Because there has to be some sort of 
belief or at least a willingness to want to see what it's like. Because if you completely shut it down, you know, you can't see what you don't, you know, what you don't want to see. So with all that said and done, hopefully that wasn't too long of an intro. I really wanted to get into how there are specific values and characteristics that we can all obtain right now, um, today, by looking at shamanism. And this might just sound so, uh, you know, like, how is that possible? Like I was saying. So I kind of wanted to go over some things um, that I've noticed. Um, So the values that I'm going to be covering are determination, commitment, faith, practice, service, and that's it. Determination, commitment, faith, practice, and service. And these are values in which we, we all possess in one way, shape, or form. And how much you work it or how much you work that value is truly up to you. So, so determination in the eyes of the shaman is that is I'm trying to I'm figuring out as I go, guys. Um, it's no different than the determination any of us have for any goal that we seek, right? So, determination means like even when it gets hard, even when there are setbacks, I still persevere. And you better believe that in a shaman's life, of course, there's setbacks. Like there's a giant uh, collective crisis happening right now. Like the person who is very interested in healing on a, a larger and global and collective level, like the shaman is going through setbacks. Um, a lot of shamans who've owned businesses, you know, like ayahuasca retreats, um, you know, two two or three main places that I used to go to study either shamanism or things of ayahuasca have been shut down. So it's like, I know this is a cross-cultural evaluation, yet once again, my goal here is to demystify some of the things that we think are so far away from us, but they're way closer than we think they are. And it's not that, you know, we're trying to Um, or it's not that I'm trying to say that, um, like, you know, anyone can go out and and be a shaman, but we'll we'll get into that later. But I'm just trying to get across the the values in which a shaman possesses. Um, so you, you just better believe that even in the hardest, and that takes what we as Americans call grit, you know, like we have to be able to stay present with the difficult, with the challenging. And I really, I mean, the shaman is so skilled at this, right? So when those um, talk about not giving into reactivities, you know, and this is done through meditating, through the shamanic uh, drumming process, through whatever ritual that um, that shamanic uh, practice involves, um, which any different types of shamanism call for different uh, different set of practices. 
So the other one that I wanted to talk about is um, commitment. So a commitment to the the, pra- the practice, to follow through. If you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. You know, um, of course, not in a rigid sense because shamans are extremely uh, talented in being able to be fluid and um, change their minds and that sort of thing. But I'm talking about um, following through in life. You know, how many times have you made a commitment and you, you know, out of fear have backed down? This is something that the shaman masters is like facing these fears and seeing it as just that and knows, know, knowing that it's just a play on the mind. And even more so, it's just a test from the spirit world to go to the next level. And this is something that can really, really shift your reality if you begin to look at it this way. If you begin to see that since you're committed to your path and to your destiny, you will follow through when the tests come. You won't back down. And in fact, you know you'll be surrounded by helpers in the spirit world. And I am being kind of vague on, you know, what type of help and support that is, because I think that is very individual. So, for example, you know, I know I have spirit guides. I know I I have an inner voice that's much deeper than some of the egotistical bullshit that goes through my head. And most of us have this. And then it's all about knowing what's what inside. And the shaman, once again, is really, really skilled at knowing what's what and what's true and what is just an illusion. Um, and then it brings me to faith, you know, believing, right? The shaman, of course, believes, believes in a higher, a higher um, order is always happening. Always, always, always like this third dimensional stuff that most of us see and look at. It's um, <laughs> I guess to say it's child's play to the shaman. It's like, this is the human condition and I am here to lead you to a different way, um, to lead you to, uh, your own light. You know, it's not like the shaman's trying to lead you to something you don't know about. It's inside of you too, right? It's all about helping you remember. So, so having a strong belief in that, having strong faith in that is really, really important. Um, and of course, like it's, it's, uh, it's difficult, it's challenging, but, um, it's really, really important. Um, so let's see here. Um, and then, okay. Um, practice. So practicing is really important, right? So, and I'm pretty sure to the shaman, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like practice, but within a practice, whatever it is, whether it's, um, ethnogenic practice, whether it's the drum, um, whether it's, which these are two very, you know, um, common practices in shamanism, um, other practices, including, uh, sweat lodges, vision quests, fasting. It's, it just depends, like I said, on, um, on the, on the lineage, um, in order to stay connected with that altered state of consciousness, which is by the way, I mean, that is what, 
makes shamanism shamanism it is the altered state of consciousness it truly is um so by engaging in the practice we stay connected to this higher reality than what is happening in front of us oftentimes um we get lost in it, right? We get lost in our own internal narrative and how it's playing into our external narrative. And the shaman is really skilled at stepping back and being like, you know, I can't always find the solutions here in the um, material world. I need to go inside to um, gather some more information and come back stronger. Um, I can't tell you how, I mean, not, not even ayahuasca guys. I can't tell you the insights, the depth and the healings that I have found in just pure shamanic drum journeying. It is absolutely incredible. Um, and that brings us to service. So truly, I mean, the shaman not only really empowers themselves, but They cultivate this by living a path to empower others and by living in this truth that is being of service by showing others there's a different way to handle um, serious issues that are happening right now in our world, including um, racism, uh, um, you know, the pandemic that's happening, the coronavirus, there's, there's different ways to approach really, really serious issues. Um, connecting more with our deeper selves and, um, reaching out, being compassionate, being there for one another instead of, um, you know, fighting out with, with rage and anger. All those are, those are very human concepts. And, and sometimes we do need to get wrathful in a spiritual way to, um, see a different order in the world. What I'm trying to say is that the shaman is often, um, being led by something much deeper inside that is between them and their practice. Um, And once again, attempting to share these truths um, with the people around them. And it's not always that someone who practices shamanism is being of service. I mean, oftentimes people are going through apprenticing phases. Um, They're not really ready to share what they know because they're like in an isolation, basically. Um, So they're trying to you know, learn the skills and the, and the power well enough before they share it with others, which, you know, totally, totally makes sense. Right. And so, um, you know, just going over this again, um, determination, commitment, faith, practice, service, these are all things that we can enter in every single day of our lives and through our own spiritual practice, you know, we can enter that non-ordinary state of consciousness where we find our soul in communication with a much higher level of thinking. And that's usually done through ritualistic practices that work for us. You know, and I really encourage you to find 
whatever it is that works for you, um, whatever ritual brings you to a state of like, I feel empowered and what I want to do in this world, in my destiny. And this is really, really important to me. And whether that's through drumming, through chanting, through ethnogens, through spirit communication, that's, that's all up to you. And then, you know, just realizing that, um, you, if you decide to do this, it's, it's like the values of the commitment, you know, there's, uh, in Michael Harner's book, the way of the shaman is that he talks about determination and commitment is a part of the path of the shaman. There's no getting out of that, you know, and it's interesting, right? that those two values are so ingrained in Western culture. And so I don't think we need to do anything more in our culture to be in a space of healing and community. You know, we just kind of need to shift some, some how we're directing it. Cause all of those values are there. They're like so entrenched in our, in our culture. Um, and then we're just adding in the the practice, right? The practices and connecting on that higher level of consciousness that goes beyond um, the ego, which is quite uh, complicated to explain here. Um, but more so moving beyond the self, right? And getting now entering into a place where I can feel more connected to higher realms. And it's hard, right? It's not always easy. A lot of us come into this life needing to overcome a lot of things. And it can oftentimes lead us to a destiny of healing. And so to use our own stories and our own path and transform it into something bigger is something um, I think we all can kind of uh, desire on some level or another. Um so you are the shaman of your life. And really, uh, I just, I thought this was something that really helped me. Um, and it, it's interesting in, in the most, um, you wouldn't think the some activities that I've thought about this in uh, have made me think about this. And the practice of powerlifting, which right now I'm retired, but I was a very active powerlifter right before all of this started. And things like showing up, doing things when, even when you didn't want to do them, facing your fears, overcoming mental blocks, um, having a mentor, um, having someone guide me through things that were super uncomfortable. I mean, that is shamanism, guys. I, I, <laughs> I am right now, I mean, I'm going through a lot of my own training with, um, with ayahuasca and, um, it's a type of training that is very much different from anything else I've done. And yet the same principles remain. It's like that determination, that commitment is like showing up for practices like singing Icaros and doing the research and studying and sitting and um, it's nothing is achieved by, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it by letting, um, how, how do you explain it? Um, everything requires some form of work and um, this is kind of what I was really thinking about is that um, 
that it doesn't matter what it is. It's like we all have to cultivate that fire inside of us. And I think the uh, the shaman is an incredible archetype that all of us can cultivate within ourselves to face the challenges that we all face uh, internally and externally today. Um, so that that's my speech, guys. <laughs> and I hope I hope you like this podcast. Um, it's been such a long time since I've been on here, and I appreciate you so much for stopping by. Um, feel free to call in with questions, comments, concerns. I love to hear you guys' feedback. And be sure to check out my link tree in my bio. Um, I do actually do have a shamanic drum journeying event coming up. So I'd love to see you there. And I hope you guys have an incredible day. And as always, remember why you came here.